Welcome to Crime News Insider. This is Jorge Delbertillo. And with me, as always, is the inimitable Lori Hoff. How are you doing, Lori? I'm good. How are you? Good. So uh, this episode, we're recording on December 22nd, 2021. And we thought we'd end the year with a year in review. But first, before we do that, we want to tell the audience a little bit about ourselves. So Lori, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about you? Well, I'm a native San Diegan, born and raised here. I moved around a lot in Southern California, though. So I think I moved like 11 times in 11 years when I was growing up. Single mom, ended up going to UC Santa Cruz, and I I graduated with highest honors there. And then I came back to San Diego for law school. I went to Cal Western, and I I did a lot of things there you know, law review. Mm-hmm. I was on the Jessup International Moot Court team. And then I did a ton of internships. S- some of them were with the DA's office and I got hooked big time nice. working here. And I applied and got hired as a deputy DA in 2009. I've tried over 40 trials, six murders. I've been in gangs for half of my career. I never thought I would do gang cases. I always thought I would do other types of cases, but I ended up in gangs and, and really love working with victims of gangs and neighborhoods that have been impacted by gangs. I got onto the North County gang commission was chair there for six years. And then recently I, I became assistant chief of gangs. So I'm very, very happy. This office has been really, really good to me and I'm proud of what we do. So when you went to law school, you didn't know you want to be a prosecutor. You just, uh, or no, I didn't. I thought that I was going to work far, far away and doing some sort of political work. I wanted to save the world still at that point. I thought I would live in another country or be an international prosecutor. I thought about that, but I, I really, my goal still at that point was like to not live anywhere near where I grew up, which <laughs> is so funny because I am, I'm living close to where I grew up and, and working here in San Diego and I'm loving it, but it's just funny how life works out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's a little bit about me. What about you, Jorge? Um, so yes, yeah, so a little bit about me born and raised in California and went to school at UCSD. So that was my first foray into San Diego. I lived in Buena Park and then Marietta, and then I went to college for UCSD also went to Cal Western as, as you did, um, and graduated in 2005, worked at the city attorney's office. I knew I wanted to be a trial lawyer and really prosecution was the only fit for me. I wanted to, you know, help victims and, and seek justice that way. And I just fell in love with it. So, uh, I went to the city attorney's office. I was there for three years and then got hired at the DA's office with you in I know, 2009. We were the same hiring class. I know. Yeah. And I worked narcotics for about almost 10 years actually. And now I'm in my new assignment as a team leader down in our Southern or South Bay division, it's called and loving it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't believe how quickly time has gone. Actually, I know. Just thinking back on that. Now we're, now we're the old, we're, the, we're getting to be the old people in the office, which I know. is weird. I feel like I need to dye my hair gray to get a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little respect. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. You so, do still look like you're like 16. <laughs> yeah, that's what John Lewin said. Uh, 
speaking of how time flies, uh, you know, we started our podcast, our first episode launched May 17th. So we've been going for about seven months and we have crossed over 3000 downloads. Thanks to everyone out there for, for listening and downloading and telling your friends about us and, and your family. So it's not just our families anymore, Lori. Uh, we gotta... I know for the first month, that was like your, <laughs> your family. And then my, my family were the only ones listening. And then we got some like randoms from Canada and right. India and, and the East coast. And then it, and then it took off from there. It's been really fun to watch. It's really blossomed everywhere. And actually, do you know what the top cities are, at least according to Apple podcasts um, that download our podcast other than San Diego? Is it like Montreal? Is it, is it, or is it so yeah. everywhere in the U S uh, I don't know. I, you know what? I just looked at the, the U S so what's, what cities would you think? I would think um, like L.A. or maybe some neighboring state. L.A. was up there, but the top city other than San Diego was Riverside. So our neighboring county and it's a city in the county Riverside. And then the one after that is New York where wow. uh, my brother lives there. So maybe he's spreading the word um, and then San Francisco. So those are the uh, top three cities and then uh, the top three countries. You mentioned one of them, India, Canada, and the UK. That's outside the United States, obviously. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Well, well hello to everybody out there. That's yeah. really fun. <laughs> Thank you to everyone uh, that's, that's downloading outside of a San Diego. Uh, we, we try to bring a show that's accessible to not just San Diegans, but to everyone else. A couple other podcast stats. Lori, how many crimes did you admit to committing <laughs> while <laughs> recording these podcasts? I only know one, but I can't even remember what I admitted. It was something about crossing the border illegally. Yeah. (laughs) Crossing the border without a passport, leaving the country without a passport, something like that. Yep. Yep. That's that's good. You can one time. I think the statute of limitations has passed on that. (laughs) The other one wasn't so much of an admission as it was an inference uh, that you drink a banana slug smoothie and banana slugs (laughs) excrete uh, some poison that gets you high. That was more of a joke, but uh, my mom did. Okay. Oh, really? Just so she licked one. I was like, oh, no. what are you doing? Am I going to have to edit this out? <laughs> Did she listen to this? <laughs> she she said that she had, there were no hallucinogenic effects. So not to worry. Oh, good. So it was a bunk banana slug. It was, it was. <laughs> oh, that's good. And then finally, some other podcast stats for everyone out there. The, our laws on the books quiz. There were 10 quizzes total. Lori got six correct and four incorrect. So those are not good numbers. I'm going to really, I'm going to really get better in 2022. That's my, that's my goal. That's pretty good. Considering most of the quizzes had four answers and by chance, you're just going to get, you know, I think 25%, right. I really had to study extra hard for the, for the multiple choice and on on the, on the law school exam. So yeah, that that was the worst because it was timed. I mean, the whole thing (laughs) is timed, but you know, back in the day when Lori and I took the bar exam, it was three days, six hours each day. Yep. And now it's what? Two days? Two days. Two days long. Yeah. They have it easy. Yeah, they have it easy. <laughs> what about the other stats? Like, how did I fare compared to our guests? Okay. Mainly what I care about. So our guests, we had a total of 12 guests that took the quiz. Five guests answered correctly and seven guests answered incorrectly. That means you did way better than our guests. Okay, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them were uh, were tricked. So, but we'll see if we have a repeat guest, then we'll, we'll see. Because I feel like you kind of 
got maybe, better. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I mean, no, I actually got worse. <laughs> yeah. You started out with a uh, four in a row. You got four correct in a row. So yeah. I don't know. You just have that natural talent. It was beginner's luck. <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about what we didn't get to on the podcast. Okay. There were a lot of things that happened this year in the crime news insider world that we, we just didn't have time to cover. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of things, especially in, in San Diego that we didn't have a chance to cover, but hopefully we will cover like, obviously the one in most San Diego's minds was the JD de Guzman trial. Well, JD de Guzman was the officer, right? Yeah, that, that was a huge case for San Diego because that was the, the case, as you know, was a death penalty case. Jesse Gomez uh, shot and killed a police officer, J.D. de Guzman, while he was sitting in his police car on duty and then attempted to kill his partner, uh, Officer Irwin, who was shot in the neck and was able to actually have the wherewithal to call it in. He he fired a shot back at Gomez, which allowed police to locate him as he as he fled because there was a blood trail. It was just a really heart-wrenching case. I was able to watch a lot of the trial. Oh, you were? Yeah. And I really just, uh, our, our prosecution team, I felt like did an amazing job bringing oh, justice yeah. to, to the victims and to the San Diego community. It was really, it was a really huge case. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when it happened and watching the, the funeral for officer de Guzman and, and you know what, like, I don't even know how many months after that. I had a case and here's officer Irwin, you know, testifying yes. on, on the case and he's back out there on, uh, on, on the force and doing his thing. I, he, I mean, he, he's an absolute hero. Totally. I, yeah. Yeah. That, that was a major case. Hopefully we'll be able to get the prosecution team on our podcast. A lot of times we can't talk about a case necessarily, um, especially with the team, if they haven't been sentenced or they, it's going to be appealed, something like that. But um, hopefully we could get them on the podcast pretty soon. Another case, uh, another thing in the news was the A3 charter school scandal. For those of you out there that don't know about it, this really changed the landscape in California and the nation of fraud investigations where there was a year-long investigation here in San Diego. It resulted in the 240-page indictment by our office that determined that this pair and uh, of of thieves were essentially opened up a network of 19 online charter schools from 2016 to 2019 and fraudulently obtained hundreds of millions of dollars taxpayer dollars that was supposed to go to kids and instead it went and lined their pockets like i think it reached to 400 million dollars these people were just going around getting children's names signing them up for um, this charter school that didn't exist. And fortunately, our office had the investigation and got the, the two main culprits to plead guilty and recovered $220 million. That was just an amazing job by our team. Yeah, it was a colossal case. And, and the, you're right, the, uh, it, what made it so big was just the, the sheer amount of money that was siphoned by these individuals and how many how many parents and kids and school districts throughout San Diego, they duped yeah. for so long. It, it was pretty amazing. And they were able to get the defendant back from out of the country. Oh, that's right. Lead. So um, really, really good work on behalf of, of our team. 
Yeah. Uh, listen to our extradition episode on that one uh, to learn how we got them them back um, or the process at least. But hopefully we'll have the the lead prosecutor and, and maybe the his team as well on the podcast to, to talk about it. Yeah, that was that was a huge, huge case. Hopefully we'll talk about it next year on our podcast. We had that Matthew Sullivan case. Yes. Um, he was a Navy dad, husband killed his wife but it was a cold case for a couple of years because obviously nobody, she went missing then nobody. And mm-hmm. then we, in 2016, I think they, her body washed up. It was very obviously decomposed and, and things like that, but not as decomposed as it could have been because he had put her in the freezer right. for a period of time, um, which actually preserved her body. And so they were able to determine that she was stabbed. And then of course that gave them, Finally, the ability, which they didn't have before, they didn't have probable cause to go in and search the house. So they went in and searched his house. They find the the blood saturation, her blood saturating the floor that was still there. They could test it. And they ended up finding the knife, the murder weapon, they believe uh, that was hidden. Just a really, really cool case because when, when cases go cold, it's scary because the longer they go cold, it's like that 48 hour show. It's like the longer they go cold, (laughs) the harder it is to prove in this case, you know, the fact that her, her body returned, basically her body washed up, provided that piece that gave us the ability to go back and start investigating again, searching the house, doing everything that we needed to do to follow up. And it was a really nice circumstantial evidence case to prove what happened to her. Right. Yeah. I, I remember the, the circumstantial evidence was tough because yes, the body washed up ashore, sure, but like you said, because it was frozen, it, it, it gave the appearance as if she only died, you know, a year ago, but she'd been missing for so long, or maybe it gave the appearance that, you know, she died just, you know, a few months ago, but she'd been missing for so long. So that that was a a tough hurdle that the prosecution had to overcome. And if you ever watch Dateline, they did an episode on it. Um, The victim's name, her name was Elizabeth Sullivan. So uh, you can look up that case and just an extraordinary job from our prosecutor, um, it was uh, Jill Lindbergh, I believe, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Another case that hit the news that was extraordinary and, and something that we touched upon is this cold case where a Las Vegas man pled not guilty uh, to a charge of murder from, get this, it happened 47 years ago. I mean, wow. It happened wow. in 1974. This man is alleged to have murdered a 22-year-old woman who was working at a 7-Eleven. And the case went cold for 47 years. And of course, they're exploring every leads. Nothing, nothing's turning up until genetic genealogy. And it was our in-house genetic genealogist, along with the National City Police Department, who investigated the case and was able to arrest this man. And now it's set for, I don't even, I don't think it's gone to preliminary hearing yet, but uh, now he's been arraigned and is behind bars waiting trial. So that was just, I, I don't know if there's been an older case like that in San Diego. And, and we we heard from Brian, right? Brian Erickson right. about genetic genealogy and the the just the leap forward talking about how DNA was so great when it first came out. And now we have genetic genealogy that takes it to that next level. And now we're solving cases that we would never solve before, ever. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, this is really exploring. I, I thought it was interesting that not only do we have the suspect's DNA 
perhaps that we can build this family tree, but sometimes we could put in the victim's DNA to even identify who, who was or explore leads that way. But I think that's, that's the future for all of these cold cases and any kind of DNA case, you have to consider that. Right. Right. We also had a a tragedy that happened in, in San Diego with our Mm -hmm. San Diego police department, A, a San Diego police department detective couple. They were married. Jamie Huntley Park and Ryan Park were fatally killed while they were, it was, it obviously ended up not being a crime, but they were struck head on when they were off duty. They were actually out on their day off going to uh, do some follow-up work on some cases together. And um, they were involved in a head-on collision that wasn't their fault. And they were both killed. And it just really, I think, rocked the San Diego Police Department. It rocked the DA's office for all of the people that worked with the uh, Jamie and Ryan and right. with the community as well. They really touched a lot of people's lives with their cases that they investigated. Jamie, as you know, was a, a hockey coach, a girls right. hockey coach. And so she was so, so involved. She was going to be, a, she wanted to be an, uh, an Olympic hockey um, ref someday. Yeah. And Ryan Park was, was so smart. He was on the homicide team. And it was really sad and sudden. They were such rising stars. We, we in our office, the um, San Diegans Against Crime honored them at our annual awards banquet and yeah. got to present the awards to their surviving family and hear a little bit more about them from their parents, which was really very sweet and something, mm-hmm. something that, you know, I think really left a mark on our community. Yeah, absolutely. It really struck all of our hearts and anyone that's ever met them. I, I, I met Ryan before and both of them were really superstars rising in their department very quickly. And they were just tremendous people, both in and out of their jobs. I mean, they were just tremendous people. So the, yeah, that story really shook us to the core for sure. Gosh, I, I can't believe that was this year. And coming up on a, a full year since they passed. Let's, uh, well, I don't know how to transition on from that. that. Note, geez. Yeah. <laughs> geez. Uh, let's, Was uh, there anything funny or good that happened this year? Can I, yes. so, so Jorge, I was listening to Jim Gaffigan last night and okay. he was trying to sum up 2021. And he said, it is like 2021 was like when you're changing a baby's diaper and you put them down again and all of a sudden the diaper fills up and you just felt like the diaper kept <laughs> filling up over and over again. And that's what 2021 was. And I, it made me laugh because I think that um, in a lot of ways, we just kept getting hit again and again, right? Like San Diego kept getting hit with, with, uh, we had an influx of ghost guns. We had yeah. uh, an influx in, in gang violence and murders and gang shootings. There were, you know, there were, a lot of things that happened during the course of the year that, that we can comment on, but you know, there, there were, there were signs that we were somewhat getting back to normal as well. You know, we're getting through trials. We were able to get trials going again, even though we have a huge backlog still like everybody else. And we just kind of are, I feel like we're as summer, summer coined this term. She's like, we need to reset. And I feel like that is what 2022 is going to be about just a reset. You know, 
I, I sure hope so. Like you said, yeah, we're getting through that backlog and you're right that there's just this proliferation of ghost guns and, and shootings are up and theft is up and it's not just here. It's, it's a lot of other counties. I think we were spared a lot, but we're still getting hit hard. I was looking at some follow-up stuff for, for our previous episodes. Speaking of the ghost guns, San Diego police department started that ghost gun task force. I thought that was good. I know uh, some of the DAs that were working on that. And I saw that for our fentanyl episode, we were talking about the rise in overdoses. And we had recently uh, the first of its kind, uh, this juvenile opioid event where all these schools get to watch and listen in on that. And unfortunately, the CDC reported that there's 100,000 overdose deaths in the last year. That, that was just that's a that's an amazing number. I mean, it's yeah. just hard to wrap your mind around that number. Yeah. Cons- considering it was, you know, less than you know, 50, just 50,000, not too long ago. And obviously mm-hmm. that's fentanyl that's driving it. And here in San Diego, we see that because we're a border town, right? Uh, just like our, our guest James Fontaine talked about. So we saw another um, ransomware attack against Kronos. We learned about that with Ryan Carkenny. And, you know, I was looking up to see the damage to Scripps. Remember Scripps Health was attacked by a ransomware mm-hmm. attack earlier this year. And it ended up costing them $113 million. It's just, and they said that's not that's not even the end because now yeah. they're they're having to litigate all the class action lawsuits that are that are right. going to come from this because people's personnel files and private information has has been released and or compromised. So it's a it's it is a a scary thing that's going to probably rear its head again. We're not going to see the end of ransomware. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think what I remember our guest Ryan Carkenny said, you know don't pay the ransom and these businesses should not be paying the ransom because it just causes them to proliferate and know that they could be successful. And even though Scripps is ending up paying hundreds of millions of dollars, it's, it's just better in the long run not to pay that ransom. Right. All right. So uh, that was, you know, we had a good season. We, we talked a lot about various subjects, but I think next year too, we'll, we'll just keep, We'll just keep doing this until they they tell us that they don't want to listen to us, right, Lori? We'll, we'll keep doing it until they say, "Oh, wait, what are you doing? A podcast?" Yeah. Um, well, and you know, it's funny because we we think we might run out of material, and then sure enough, yeah. crime has a way of surprising us, right? There's always something that happens that you know you think either might not happen or or there's a case that, that comes down the pike that really, really grabs us. So I'm, I'll be interested to see what happens in 2022. Yeah. And we were frequently surprised during our podcast and I put together a little clip to demonstrate how surprised we were. Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> Let me, this is going to be a, a short clip that I, I took from each episode. Hold on one sec. And here we go. Wow. 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 Okay. So a lot of wows there. Oh my gosh. That is a big wow. You know, when I'm going through and editing it, I hear us saying wow a lot of the time. And and now it's going to... Well, we are wowed very often. There's a lot of wow moments. I'm sorry. We had a lot of guests that just wowed us. Let me just say that. They really did. (laughs) 
Um, we also had some funny moments that made it to the air, so to speak. And let me play the funniest moments I thought uh, from all of our episodes. If you go to Oregon, know the rules of the Don't road. Do that. <laughs> Don't. Jorge claims that he never bought Bitcoin, but I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I think he might be a secret millionaire. No, I, I wish. What do you guys think of that defense? It sounds like a very typical defense. <laughs> My kid woke up from a nap naked and all of a sudden I see like a naked boy running behind me. And I'm like, What's going on here? Black screen just turned everything off for like three minutes so I could oh, figure yikes. out what was going on. <laughs> Theoretically, you could use a children's book in a deadly manner. In May, a million paper cuts. A million paper cuts. <laughs> James Fontaine, thank you so much for joining the podcast. We really appreciate your time and your dedication to the public. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. That was really depressing. Thanks, James. <laughs> yes. How do you go about doing that with a case of this magnitude? Well, I mean, Wait, Eugene's not allowed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think fine. What made it easy? It was very strange. I can tell you the look that Bob had when myself and the bailiff went back there and he sees me, I want, I didn't say it, but the joke I was going to make was, you know, you told me that uh, we were going to talk when you came back from court on March 15, 2015. Now we can finish. But um, so, so I asked him, you know, do you want me to, I'm just here to help you. Do you want me to change it? Go ahead. That's what I did. So I, so I drained it and that was, that was it. My favorite though was still, was when uh, when Bob is talking about he lives off the grid, um, the uh, the drug dealer. And we're like, mm-hmm. wait, what kind of he ha- he has a farm? And you know, we're asking him what kind of farm? A hundred acre farm. He grows organic vegetables. And and so wait, no electricity. Like wait, Bob, what kind of farm? What do you mean no electricity? Well, the Amish do it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wow. I've shared way too much. I've decided. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, you had a lot of good one-liners there, Lori. When I was going through it, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are all Lori here. Uh, but I mean, I loved it when uh, John Lewin was doing the impression of Robert Durst. I He's couldn't stop. He's spot on. He's yeah. spot on. Yeah, that was too good. Uh, so those were the funny moments that made it to the air. I went and tried to find some of our outtakes and some other funny moments that didn't make the cut. So let me play for you this clip from various episodes. Take a listen. One, two, three. One, two, three, record. Record. (laughs) That was really bad. That was really bad. The top left-hand button, if you're recording, does that mean that it's recording? That might be just me uh, that I'm recording. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. You're right, it doesn't record my voice. What? That's so weird. Sound mixer, audio devices, sound system events, Windows media player, volume control. Maybe sound mixer, I guess. Yeah. See, I forgot to start mine. (gasps) Jorge. I know. So this is all a learning curve for us. Don't judge us. Lori has the perfect podcast voice. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the other episodes yet. My, my voice sounds weird. It always sounds weird. My, my identical twin brother says I have a face for radio. I can't promise someone won't knock on my door. Which happens often. Yes, that's fine. That's fine. I like uh, impromptu different stuff. It shows the audience that we're actually working. <laughs> Recording a podcast for uh, the office. Serious? Yeah. It's actually a lot of us. No. 
What's up? You know, I mean, can you take a break or not? Hey, or can you guys wait yeah. one second? Yeah, sure. No problem. Are you nervous? Yeah, very nervous. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm entirely scripted, so. Okay, perfect. <laughs> My life is one series of awkward, just a series of awkward pauses, so I'm used to that. <laughs> perfect. Just do me a favor. You don't even have to listen to it. Just hit subscribe and give us a four-star rating. Maybe you don't even have to do five. I will give the rating that my integrity permits. <laughs> there you go. I'm getting notes. I'm going to drink water. Sorry, I'm nervous too. <laughs> okay. I muted myself there. Because I have a question. Yeah. Who is the audience? Is, should, do I need to be delicate about... The world. Okay, Literally okay. the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I assume, so I know you guys are going to be editing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm giving you more info rather than less because you'll go back and you'll take what you want. Sure. So if you want me to speed it up, tell me speed it up and I'll do it. Speed it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, you're not asking me? Yeah, no, it's not, it's not these guys. <laughs> Someone's got to get back to the poker table. So it was a great way to end the, the documentary. Hold on a sec. Stand by. Hold on. We're really professional here. Was that his kid or his dog scratching at the wall? My my cat is like going crazy right now. (laughs) My kid will come in in a second. Yeah. Wait, your cat or your kid? My cat. 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 Scratching at the door. And I was closing it. Okay, so the best part of the documentary is at the end. Wait, wait, wait. Mom's not going to walk into your basement and tell you that. You have to clean up your room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that has to make it in the final cut right there wow we are barely scraping by based on all the outtakes there were so many like recording issues when you're just looking at it oh wait am i recording uh, now you know and remember we used to try to clap to sync and i realized like okay i don't think we need to do that anymore because like pretty good well, we weren't good at it either so <laughs> yeah we were not clapping at the same time um but that was it that was 2021 oh, that was really fun that was it, it reminded me how fun it was doing this with you when we we're listening to all the bad things that <laughs> throughout <laughs> exactly thank god for editing right i know <laughs> Well, Lori, uh, it's been a great year. I look forward to doing the podcast with you next year. And I'm sure we'll have many more wow moments <laughs> from our podcast uh, to talk about in the future. I can't wait. All right. Well, thank you as always. And thank you everyone out there for listening. Really appreciate it. Keep downloading and rate and subscribe to our podcast. You can now rate us on Spotify. They just added that feature. So make sure to give us uh, five stars over there. And until next time, this is the Crime News Insider Podcast. on this podcast are solely of the speakers and do not reflect the views of the Deputy DA's Association nor the District Attorney. Questions and comments can be submitted through our website at sddaa.net. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at San Diego DDAs. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.